0: Hello podcast listeners, this is Pastor Mike Lowry at Concord United Methodist Church. Just wanting to remind you that you can click on the link in the podcast notes that says donate here and make a contribution to Concord United Methodist Church and its ministries for the local community and abroad. Thanks. God bless. Therefore be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. And above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides. So that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Lord on this day as we gather at your table, may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts, all be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, dear Lord, our Rock, our Redeemer, our Savior. Amen. It's the Apostle Peter writing in the first century, not as gifted as Paul, but Paul was never called the rock. Paul had the education. Paul had the training. Paul had the fluency of speech that he could use, although often he said he chose not to do this, so the preaching of the gospel could only be the power of Christ in him. Peter had none of this. Peter was Mr. All-or-nothing, Mr. 110% in whatever direction. It took the presence of the Holy Spirit in his life to set him unwaveringly upon the path. Although, like all of us, there were times he needed course corrections. In First Peter, he was writing in many ways, I believe, to also give his general statement to the church. Like Paul gave a general statement to the church in the book of Ephesians. And among the other things Peter said was something you might have heard a couple of weeks ago. The end is near. Anybody else hear that about September 23rd? The end is near. There's a planet, Nabiru, also called Nemesis, that's going to be perturbing some asteroids that are going to be flung out of their orbit and will crash into the earth and a third of the sky will be covered. we borrowing liberally from Revelations, which I will give them points for this. I'm glad they at least noticed that when John said, I saw something that looked like a mountain on fire falling into the sea, at least they picked the correct conclusion. I grew up in a time where people said, that's them, our nuclear missiles. No, something that looks like a mountain falling into the sea. Was anybody really disappointed when the 23rd came to an end and you didn't? Hmm. I wasn't. Of course, I didn't expect it. I was pretty sure that since people were saying the 23rd was the end, then it would be any day other than the 23rd. But see, when we say the end is near, we have to define what we meant. Young men. Or just men. (laughs) Do you remember... Sitting by the telephone back whenever they weren't on our hips or in our pockets. Sitting by the telephone, staring at that telephone, just about to call that special young lady. And you were just about to call her for an hour and a half. Anybody else have that experience? I know I did. And I was praying, Lord, please don't let it be her father. Please don't let it be her father. Please don't let it be, hello? Oh, Lord, you did not answer my prayer. But see, all of that time that I was, yes, that was Lori. Goodness. All that time, I was just about to call. If mom had come by an hour earlier and said, well, what are you doing? I'm about to call over to the Little John residence. Come by an hour later. What are you about to do? I'm still about to call. (laughs) Y'all seen that painter's representation? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And Jesus is at the door and he's in the process of knocking. For the last 2,000 years... God's been about to call. Yes, the end is near. It could be any time, and I hate to say this, but even if the end is further along than you want, each and every one of us, our end is just a few missed heartbeats away. So it's near for each of us. Now, The thing that I notice is whenever people talk about, well, the end is nigh, usually that's a call to repentance, but it's not a call to action other than repentance. Because people are saying you need to repent, the end is at hand. But in the New Testament, whenever You're told the end is near. It is not a call for just repentance. It is a call for being about our Father's business. It is a call to do as much as we can in the time that we have and to get serious about it. And Paul, within, excuse me, Peter, Paul's all over the place. I'm sorry. Peter. In this section of his first letter to the church is basically saying okay we don't have much time here's what we need to be doing you don't know how much you have and he reminds us that we are gifted we are blessed we are given this gift of communication With the Father, unmediated by any priest with any sacrifice. We can kneel and pray, not just at the altar, although that is extra special, but anywhere. And our thoughts and prayers and words are lifted to heaven. That is something that the people of the day would have seen as such a privilege that we take almost for granted. He also says, Peter says, we are gifted with love for one another. This is how they shall know that you are Christ, that ye love one another. And in the world back then as of now where there are so many messages that basically boil down to you need to just look out for number one, that was revolutionary. And it still is. We are also given, he says, talents and resources that will enable our calling. And regardless of what our individual callings look like, they all have the same purpose and point. The sharing of God's grace in this time and in this place to which we were born and into which we are called. We are called into this time where so many are looking at the future with uncertainty and insecurity and they're looking at their present and thinking the words of Ecclesiastes though they don't even know it. Meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless. We are called into a place, like I said, that is three miles south of the human trafficking superhighway of the U.S. And we are given a mission. It's worked out in different ways. It looks different for different individuals. But it all comes down to this. Making disciples of Christ. People who have had their lives radically transformed by the presence of God through Jesus. So that their lives are changed, their worlds are changed, the world is changed. That is what this is about. That is what this table on this World Communion Sunday is about. Where we remind ourselves that we are part of something great. And that God provides the talents, the gifts, the graces that we need for this moment. There's a little bumper sticker that I kind of, just a little bit despise. Not, you know, just because it's gotten so cliche and so... eh. But in a way... You can take it and find the truth in it. Believe in the God that believes in you. Mm. But I do know this. That he chose to believe in this thing, this group of people, this called out assembly that he calls the church, that we call the body of Christ. His gift is and His blessing to this world. Let us celebrate that this day. Amen.